Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Welcome back, everybody, to Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine. And I'm Danny Murphy. You know where your partner's wine, crime, time, anything that rhymes. We're here with you every Monday <laughs> or whenever you listen to this. I don't, maybe, maybe people are going on a flight like I am on Thursday and they're saving podcasts for that. Ooh, where are you going? Arizona. I've never been before. Well, I've been oh. there for layovers, but this is my first time I'm doing an extended trip there. Are you going to like, where are you going? Scottsdale? Bachelorette? Yep and yep. Well, it's a, it's a joint. It's a joint. Are you serious? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's, I feel like there's the pure purpose of going to Arizona now almost. <laughs> like pretty much. Yeah. That is amazing. I love that I was right on that. You're truly on the nail on the head. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. I I don't even know how to transition out of that. I don't have much going on, you guys. Um <laughs> which yeah. is why we're we're watching docs and we're staying inside. Yeah, I know. And honestly guys, let us know. We do love the docs. Just DM us not another true crime pod. Let us know how you're feeling, what we should watch next. We do have a pretty robust lineup because Netflix is working harder than the devil, man. They are pumping these things out. Pumping. And that's why we like, we also love doing the episodes where we break down the case in our point of view and like Mm -hmm. with our facts that we can look up. So you can either, if you're like, I'm not going to watch three hours of a documentary, we can let you know what it is all about. Or if you watch it and you're like, I just want to re-listen to it. That's another one. That's my thing. I feel like you don't have to watch the documentary. And I actually, we kind of made it so that you don't have to. Yeah. Because um, we're not really talking about it until the end. And I hope whoever does watch it is like calling, talking with us. Like maybe not if they're on a subway or mass transit, but they're like talking out loud, responding to us while <laughs> listening. <laughs> Sometimes I do that while listening to podcasts. Oh, 100%. When someone's like, oh, someone's going to know the answer to this. I'm like, I know it. Why can't I like phone a podcast? This is how like how much deep into true crime stuff I am. So I'm reading this book that and I never I never abandon a book like I just no, you don't. I have yeah. to know what happens, but I might abandon it because and I might actually write a review. Because oh. this whole book is about this lawyer who, now I don't want to out the author too, too poorly, but Uh-oh. this lawyer gets trapped in an inescapable uh, chamber of sorts. Okay. And one I person t- comes out dead. I not buy that book because it sounds. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not good. And then one person comes out dead. And so this girl who's a lawyer, her this is the whole book. Her strategy is like, no, I'm going to sit at the police station and convince them of my innocence. I'm like, you're a lawyer. Oh, like, girl, <laughs> what I, are you doing? Call and she another. doesn't have counsel and she's free to leave. And she goes, no, I'm just going to stay here until I convince you that I'm right. So I actually might have to write a review because I'm like, this plot inherently, inherently makes no the sense. The author probably listened to The Fray or what? Or no, um, what's that? Like the Chasing Car song, not by them. I think Snow Patrol. And they're like, if I yes. just lay, if I just lay here, that's what this girl's doing at the police station. <laughs> Yeah, just talk my way out of it. So sounds, my legal advice of the day is... Don't buy that book. I feel like I've read this in other crime books where it's like, <laughs> you cannot talk your way out of being suspected of a crime. You no. can only talk your way into suspicion. So do not do that. And our and actually, our girl did that 
in this, oh. in this episode. She fucking did that. So let that be a lesson Wait, to you guys. Also a wreck if people want instead if people like um Sarah has the book wrecks, I have the European show wrecks. Those are my books. White the Lotus? suspect and I have not watched the new season yet, but the suspect oh. have you watched? What's the vibe of that one? It is a and literally if you hate when people talk about what the episode is not about, please skip three minutes ahead because I can wrap it up fast, but I need that. <laughs> um, it's this doctor. It's actually really interesting. It's a psychiatrist who gets framed for murder, but he tries to like analyze and everything like that. And he's like, oh my God, no, I can't. I like, this can't be my fault. But so the police are suspecting Ooh. him. And then like in the show, you're like, did he do it? Did he not? And you find out if he did or if he not at the end of it and all the twists that lead to it. Was a patient involved? Was he sleeping with a patient? It's very, very good. Okay. And it's five episodes. And it's Aiden Turner who's in it, who's very, very good in it. And Ooh. I was hooked. So I, I like recommend that. that as well. Also, before we get started, I feel like there's been two like updates sort of that we haven't talked about. So we never talked about, and this was because like when we do the breaking news updates, we like it to be breaking, not like two weeks ago. And also we wanted, because like this one, there was so much, I feel like it was developing so quickly too, that I was like, whatever we put out. But I feel like now... There is enough of a foundation for us to talk about it yeah. a little bit, but th- it was but kind of like, like rest every- assured that we know, we know we are fully aware that a suspect in the Delphi murder has been arrested. And also, if you guys want breaking true crime updates, follow us on Instagram and not know the true crime. I post it to our feed or our story, just depending on like how many people I think know about the case. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one was definitely one I, I threw on the feed, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. The the police announced that Richard Allen, uh, who was like 50, was charged with two counts of murder during a news conference. And they didn't really provide like a ton of extra details and that the like investigation is far from complete. Mm-hmm. But And they're not jeopardizing, like, because this case was yeah, so... Yeah, they're not going to tell us much, I think, until... Because they don't want any... Court. Yeah, they want it to be pretty impenetrable before they get fully, fully into it. But uh, yeah, so and I, his trial begins March 2023. So it's a while until stuff comes, more stuff. I think anything will come out. I don't think anything will come out until then. But hopefully it all wraps up yeah. to some justice for that case because it was so heartbreaking. Yes. And there also may be updates in the John Bonet Ramsey case. I mean, oh, sort yeah. of, but not really. So on Thursday, the Boulder Police Department announced that it will begin consulting with the Colorado Cold Case Review Team in 2023 so that's kind of that um wait also the way that it's like they're like no we're gonna talk to them in like january february it is that time of year i know but it is kind of also funny like (laughs) no we're gonna solve this circle back after the holidays yeah (laughs) it's like wait if you guys are already emailing can't you send faxes to each other before then but that hopefully something comes out of that but i mean this case i feel like has been so much circling around stuff that who even knows yeah and i think john ramsey was like yeah, it's more of the same. Well, I mean, this family, I feel like they them. kind of have to just not cling on to anything because they've been clinging to things for so long just to get no results. And they're just like, how much more can we take? Yeah. And he also just kind of said the Boulder PD hasn't been in contact with him. And and the news release that the police issued didn't really give new information. It just kind of like rehashed what they've already done. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's that for okay. now. We'll see what happens. But, I mean, that would be, like, so, I think, so unexpected to finally get answers after oh, 25 years. But God, there's so yeah. many cases now that are getting solved with, like, genealogy testing and just even, like, less DNA than they had before. Well, that's the thing. Every year, I feel a new thing gets invented that can that, like, changes how things get 
uncovered or looked at or even like right. a case gets solved and it makes people look at things in a different way. So, I mean, that would really be hopefully, but Lord. Yeah. And if you're and you're like a serial killer and you're like, and I almost got away with it. It wasn't for <laughs> you pesky DNA. Like if it wasn't for Y2K. And we're like, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh pretty much pretty much but today is not it's not a very complicated case no it's interesting it's interesting and just makes me sad but i feel like that's most of a lot of them yeah it, yeah it definitely made me Isn't sad that, and also the um pictures of it made me very concerned to go to the gym yeah uncomfortable uncomfortable because i'm sure also bodybuilders would look at my body and vomit yeah so it is a two-way street but it is very bodybuilder bodies are I don't even... No joke. No joke. It's no joke. I don't know how they sleep. Why? Because, like, how do you sleep if you're just, like... I guess you're just used to being full <laughs> muscle. I'm like... Wait, that's or how do you so sit? funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. That must not be not... Just not be comfortable. Because, like, when you sit on one of those wooden benches that every bar these days has, has decided to make their seating... Oh, it's hard, and it's hard enough for me just you know, having, like... Yeah, like, uh, my muffin top is all that. It was sitting on seats like that. Versus, like, imagine if you could actually have, like, density on it. Yeah. I did ask someone who, a massage therapist I had a few weeks ago. I'm due for one. Uh, <laughs> how does it feel to like muscle, like massage, like very muscly bodies? Like, is it really hard to? Because he did not have that problem with my body. Because I was like, how do you even like move? And he did tell me that that's only when that, like, so much of what we see is mainly when they're like um, exerting energy or flexing. But the bodies are always kind of, kind of soft. So maybe it is that. But these bodies, I think, are different. Wow. Okay. That That's also was to know. literally my reaction when he told me that. I was like, wow. I like was I thought it was mind-boggling. And when I said it, I repeated it to all of you. I don't know yes. if it was as breaking, but ties in. I do love that your massage therapist just happened to know a lot about bodybuilders. Oh, I also had a like because when I need to constantly talk to my massage therapist, because I'm like, I can't just be sitting here naked and silence. <laughs> I need, I need fair enough. I, I need something to break the ice. Fair enough. Well, let's break this ice and just get into this case. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Okay, so we're talking about the documentary Killer Sally, otherwise known as the murder of Ray McNeil. And I mean, I didn't go too deep into Sally's like childhood. It was just extremely sad. I mean, it was like, you know, her family was struggling to make ends meet. Yeah. Uh, the father she grew was up in an abusive home. Yeah. In Pennsylvania. Yeah. In Pennsylvania. Yeah. I think I think it kind of starts in the Marines. Uh yeah, Sally I think so too. started doing the Marines. It was actually really sad because she was in college and like one semester from graduating and couldn't pay her tuition. Yeah, East Strasburg University. She was like literally done. I feel yeah. like you have, I feel like when you have one semester left, you have like three classes. That's how I feel at Columbia. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, ugh, I'm done mentally. Uh, literally, just give me the degree. <laughs> it's a sunk cost fallacy keeping me here at this point. <laughs> anyway, so Sally had to drop out of college and do the Marines, which you know what I might do because I'm at the end of my rope. Um, you know. So she, the man under the road. Yeah, right. 
But that was me and the Marines to think because then she went to her parents to ask for money and they could have, but they didn't. Yeah, because they fucking sucked. So she started getting into bodybuilding in the Marines. And also what I love that you don't find out till the end is that she was like really short. She was like five, three and just like fucking jacked. So I kind of get why she would like get into bodybuilding, because I feel like if you're so small and a woman in the Marines, like, yeah, I can understand wanting to kind of like armor yourself you know honestly and also i mean like the i feel the the armchair psychology of like her upbringing of wanting to feel very strong after all of that as well i could yeah i could see that too and so valentine's day is a big theme in this movie major yes or as sally calls it valentine's day (laughs) someone told me that they were like you're just gonna have to endure her saying valentine's like a million times throughout the movie. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then I heard it and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> I cannot unhear this. So the first major Valentine's Day event is February 14th, 1987. Sally did her first bodybuilding competition and she got fourth place in the Armed Forces Bodybuilding Championship. For your first one? That's like really good. Yeah, I think that's good. So her friend introduced her to this guy, Ray McNeil, who was also in the army. And at the time, Sally had two children from her first marriage. Sally and Ray got married after two months of dating, which do is not do red that, flag everybody. alert. Yeah. Yeah. Do not, I don't, you can, yeah, I would say, I would advise not doing that. Is mm-hmm. my. <laughs> I mean, that does track with like all the memes about the military, though, I will say. That is. I'm sorry. Support the troops, but I've heard that, you know, they tend to get married. I know. Well, I don't know if this is a common thing. I know <laughs> anecdotally one person who they did that to, they could be placed together. Okay. So I don't yeah. know if that had to, yeah. Yeah, like med school matching. I don't know. Oh, wait, no, literally. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, God, what are all these places making you get married so you can, like, share an apartment somewhere? <laughs> New York City. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> New York Me, City is um, the med school and Navy army of the world. Yeah, literally, you just move in so that your rent isn't, like, is, like, $2,500 oh, instead of $5,000. I know. Here's hoping 2023-2024 shoots that down. Who knows? I think maybe. I know. I know. So Sally and Ray both got super into bodybuilding and they wanted to go pro. They were pretty strapped for money. And like, you know, bodybuilding, I guess, is expensive. You have to eat like a fuck ton of protein. You have to have a gym. What did he He ate like 120 eggs Five a week? Five steaks. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this guy's Gaston. Like he's eating four dozen eggs oh, in the morning. You said Gaston. I said gastronomy. I'm like, what is the plumbing bill? I don't I, I was Gross. like, <laughs> what is going yeah, on here? Eating five steaks. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, um, God. Yeah, so so Ray, he won this one big competition and then kind of like hit it big from there. Yeah, he became Mr. Olympia one time. Yes, yes. But then he was pretty insecure still and like despite winning so much, never thought he was good enough. Aww. And also back then, everybody was on steroids, even the women. So like, yeah, they were both on steroids. Every, well, that's always so kind of a, that's that it's like, because like you always sort of like, well, I mean, now I feel like we are so familiar with like bodybuilding competitions of all kind, but like, how women's bodybuilding came about and like yes. just like the definition that like oh like how did they start to pivot to like extremely overly like not humanistic muscly yes like i know i feel like in like the 1980s like i could have won a bodybuilding competition <laughs> like this <laughs> yeah. if i could like, turn the back bar time was not very high no. and then the women were like oh we can do like all the stuff that the men do and then they started doing it and the men like didn't know how to handle this they were like wait that's not that's not hot anymore. Like, we don't like it. Yeah, fragile masculinity. Uh, Truly. <laughs> or I guess it still is fragile, even if you have pure muscle mass. Yeah. Yes. So 
Yeah, also, like, spoiler alert, the steroids were expensive, so Sally would drive down to Mexico for steroids because it was cheaper and you didn't need a prescription. And it was a family road trip. She brought her kids. Yeah, not great. So once they obviously, I mean, this is kind of obvious, but once they started taking steroids, they started arguing a lot more. Ray wanted Sally to give up bodybuilding so that she could finance his career, but she was the breadwinner. Casey Musgraves. I'm like, how dare you? Right. Um, and then Sally started uh, starring in these wrestling videos, which I fucking loved because there were basically these like home videos that this one guy would make and package and send out via the mail. So, yes, this was the 90s. Uh, he literally would like sit at his wood coffee table on like his lazy boy recliner, like <laughs> licking manila envelopes, Seinfeld like, style up. envelope, and then mail these out. Like making a like a video camera VCR like, these were 100% fetish videos. Like, oh. they totally were. And also, can I shout out, find your niche or niche. Hell yeah. And get your niche and get I'm your bills that. paid. I thought, And also, because it was all consent, like, everything was consensual for everybody in it. I was like, oh, great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this one guy just, like, liked getting beat up by these wrestlers in, like, thongs. And I'm like, hey, yeah. man. Shout you know? out. And you know what? It's um, no chance of STDs. That, that was literally one of the first things I thought of. I was like, that is a healthy fetish. Not, I don't. Yeah, Mike, I'm into it. Yeah. I feel like the first two thirds of this documentary, I was like, oh my God, Sally's an icon. Like, hell yeah. I know. Get it, girl. You know, she was getting paid $50 an hour for these videos in the 90s. That's insane. Like, I think that's a good, that's a great part time job now. I'm like, hey. Literally now. And also, I kept on thinking it kind of, I feel like, doubled as strength training for her because she, I mean, I I know these men, like, she could lift them in her sleep. Probably. But yeah, like, you know what? Yeah. And then eventually Sally realized she could cut out the middleman, cut out this guy, Bill Wick, and then make her own videos. And I'm like, okay, girl boss, like, I I, I love this. That was honestly really smart to think about because that's also that that's a level of moguling that not everybody can do. Because I feel like that requires a lot of extra work that I feel like at least it my does. brain would be like, I need to start sending out the mail and <laughs> everything like that. And then that's she also could then because what I think she did on her own, she was making like $300 an hour. Yeah, I'm like, that's so much. Yeah. And so Sally got out of the Marines in 1993, but she never quite got pro. And also at this time, female bodybuilders didn't earn Mm. nearly as much as men did. But this was the other thing, too. They realized that there was a market uh, for men who, like, wanted to get thrown around by muscular women. So in addition to the video, she started doing these, like, private sessions, which is kind of like, it kind of felt like sex work without the sex. Yeah. But with the flights. Yeah. Cause that's yeah exactly but with the money. So she yeah. So she started doing these private sessions, and there was this whole like, and yeah, she just was was making bank off like, of it. So hey. how, like, wasn't she making like thousands of dollars? Yeah, going like New. I think she said New York, Florida, L.A., Boston were the major hubs. So if any of you female or ma- or any wrestlers out there who are thinking, huh, it kind of. I mean, I feel like because it is like a, like they would just she would just go to their apartments or get a hotel and throw them around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out. Yeah, I mean, hey, I'm into it. But at this point, like Sally says, her relationship with Ray took a turn, especially when Ray lost a big competition Mm -hmm. called Mr. Olympia and came in 15th, which is not good. Not. You're just like, um, as Taylor Swift said, when you're 15 and someone tells you you love them, you're going to believe it. But you're not going to believe it when you don't win the competition. But this is also a competition that Arnold Schwarzenegger won once. Like multiple times? Yeah, multiple times. And like, he kind of made it, I feel like, put it on the map, made it kind of like happen and shit like that too. Mm-hmm. So if you win first here, you could really open up doors to a political career, I guess, which is what yeah. people are really hoping for. 
But the guy that he was competing against, he'd won. That guy had won multiple times. And like, I mean, Ray was huge, but this guy was just like over the top. Like there was no. You could not. No comment for him. That man, I was like, how did you fit in the door? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) seriously. I truly, I'm like, also, where do you shop? You, you shop at the Speedo store because that's all they're wearing. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> uh, I don't know. And Ray kind of also like had his problems of his own at this point. Mm-hmm. Like even uh, Sally's daughter said he was kind of like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And he took a job as a bouncer and like a few times would take it too far. One time he, he blinded one guy. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And like just fingers and the eyes and then but they because they were bouncers they were friendly with all the cops so nothing came of it yeah and then i mean both of sally's kids say that he was physically abusive towards them and also that ray was physically abusive towards her mom mm-hmm. um and and also that there was one in, like he would also start to be abusive uh to the son as well yes yes and sally even reported the abuse to the military and they kind of took him in but released him then he got back and beat her up so badly that she, that's how he dropped the charges. Well, and that was when she was like, someone asked me like, why'd you drop the charges? Like, cause you released him and I got I beat. I mean, like, yeah, that seems like a no brainer. Like she was afraid. So obviously they had a very volatile relationship that was very explosive and kind of a constant perfect storm of like anger, rage, steroid misuse and just kind of everything pumping around all at once. So it reached a kind of a unfortunate breaking point on Valentine's Day in 1995, three days before a competition. Uh, well, the whole thing was uh, Ray was not in the, like he was kind of out and about and Sally was sort of sitting on the couch wondering like, oh, it's Valentine's Day. I kind of thought we would be doing something, which fair. Yeah, I mean, that's reasonable to expect of your husband. That is for Valentine's Day. And then so she was saying that there was a part where she assumed he was at the bar that he bounced at or the bar that he and like, hangs out at a lot. So she was like, I'm just going to put on some makeup, go check it out, see if he's there. He comes home while she's putting on makeup. And then they start to get in a fight. He's like, where are you going? She's like, I was looking for you. Started reaching a big, big head. Uh, the, and the, this is all happening while the kids are home. They're shouting. And then she says something to him like, you'll never win. Like, kind of, like cause To like po- the competition. The competition. Yeah. yeah like, so... Kind of like, uh, and also because like I think he came home drunk, she was out, out and everything like that, so she threw this at him, and then he started choking her. She was able to get away, and then she went into the bedroom where they kept a shotgun, so she grabbed that, and she shot him twice, and then immediately after shooting him, or not immediately, went outside and there was a neighbor there, and she handed him the gun, and she even said in the documentary, she was like, I gave it to him because I was done. I was like, this is, I'm not gonna, like, this is just what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And then she called the police saying, I just shot my husband because he hit me along those lines. What ended up happening is that, of course, with two bullet wounds, I believe one was in the head, uh, he later died in the hospital. She goes to the police station and is charged with murder, obviously. And even the kids, uh, so, and what happened, of course, obviously, when she was taken in one car. The kids were taken in the other, even though like they were all crying. They wanted to be together. Not really how that can um, happen. They all get interrogated and Sally's kind of just telling them exactly what happened. And the kids are even in the interrogation room saying that it was self-defense, which 
they had footage from the interrogation for all the kids and everything like that. Yeah. It was really heartbreaking and really sad to watch and see. But um I kind of felt like at that point she she kind of did everything right almost like Yeah. she gave the gun to a neighbor, she called the police, like she wasn't you know, she wasn't trying to cover up what happened. She wasn't running. Yeah. She wasn't running, that's true. And I also feel like, you know, Bray had choked her many times, which for like victims of domestic violence, that's like the biggest indicator that like your abuser is going to kill you. Yeah. And I'm kind of surprised that she like that if he was choking her that often that she was like still alive because because also his strength, it's not like yeah. that, that's also the thing to factor in where it's like his I mean no every choking is very dangerous but when you're being choked by someone on steroids who's in a bodybuilding competition it kind of really is a yeah i mean they're both strong but it's still just like yeah yeah so after that um sally was given bail two hundred thousand dollars and some of her wrestling clients helped pay her bail so shouts out to them they all came through because it was yeah and that's what they really Love their wrestling Killer Sally, which is an unfortunate moniker for this moment, but yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they had the prosecutor in this too, and like, oof, I don't think that man came off very well. No! He was really, really, really bad, yeah. So the prosecution got witnesses to testify to Sally's violent behavior, and and there was really just like Ray's one friend who was in the documentary who was like speaking to this. Apparently, he said one time Ray got mad and was going to leave her, and she threw dumbbells at his car while he was in the car. And she would get in fights in the Marines, too. Kids also admitted that Sally was violent with Ray, too, because he was cheating on her, pretty much. And there was also one instance at a competition where she started just, like, wailing on this woman who was paying Ray attention, and she accused uh, her of sleeping Sleeping with with Ray. Sleeping with her husband, yeah. And she was suspended from bodybuilding for a year for that. According to Ray's friends, Ray was going to leave her for another woman. And they were like, they had a long lasting like affair. Yeah. Yeah. Super long. And Sally like knew about it. And I mean, that wasn't the first one either. Oh, yeah. Cause she, yeah, she would, uh, cause like they met at the gy- Gold's Gym, which I didn't like the chair. And then she called the girl cause she got his number. And I was like, you're going to not go to Gold's Gym anymore. Yeah. The woman did not listen. Yeah. I mean, hey, man, those contracts are locked in, you know? It Sorry, is hard Sally. to quit a gym. It is tough. <laughs> And apparently that night that Ray was killed, so Ray called his friend and wanted him to meet him at the house, so he went there around nine. Oh, no, I think Sally called him. I don't know. This was, so, but this was, like, normal, because sometimes Sally would want, like, the friend to be there when Ray got home, because mm-hmm. he was less violent with, like, somebody around. Um, so he got there. Ray wasn't home yet, so the friend got some food and came back. But then by the time he came back, Ray had been shot. Yeah, so he kind of, like... There is always, I feel like, so many times a documentary someone who blames themselves for the situation, but it was not something that he could have controlled. But yeah. it was an interesting layer that it was more of a mutual friend of them, I would say, that even said, like, yeah, I was usually there kind of to diffuse the tension between the two of them. Yeah. So the trial kicks off, and the prosecutors tried to say that Sally killed Ray in, like, a jealous rage kind of what she claims and maintains is that she shot ray in self-defense when he was spurred by the roid rage because she and then started choking him and everything like that i know the police transcript from it all said that ray slapped her pushed her down on the floor and started choking her and then she squirmed to ray like we said ran to the bedroom took the shotgun out of the case in the closet and then shot him twice one in the abdomen one in the jaw 
I feel that is uh, kind of the very hard part. I mean, it kind of brought me back to the story we covered, oh, kind of weirdly a, a year ago to the day, the Thanksgiving case where the guy- Oh, where she like cooked his hands? No. That was a- <laughs> Wait, that was another one, but the one where the guy like shot the person twice and he tried to claim it was self-defense, but then they were like, it was kind of planned and they, what they argued is you can shoot someone one time for self-defense, but to shoot them in a different area starts to Wait, which case was this? It was in Chicago, I want to say, or like Uh, Thanksgiving murder. Oh, with the kids. With the kids who broke into the house. Oh yeah, that guy was totally. Indiana, yeah. Because he sat in his dark basement for like hours. Okay, I remember him. And that was his thing where he, and he, yeah. Brian but David. But that's tough Smith. to me because yeah. I also feel like when adrenaline's pumping and you think you're gonna die, like you're probably gonna make sure that person is dead. Like that's also well, I think I I think it's also the kind of a uh, thing where it's like maybe in the same area because you why would you like move? I don't. Yeah, it is. It's tough. It is tough because yeah, I just feel like when you're in that situation and and like you're literally in fight or flight. That's hard, and just to. For anybody who's curious about that episode too, it was uh, yeah the uh, Byron David Smith, the murders of uh, yeah Haley and Nicholas, and it was the whole thing of the debate with like Castle Doctrine, which is about allowing yes. people to defend their homes. Okay, with okay. lethal force. Yeah, that was a really yeah, but I, it kind of did remind me of that because I know that is that man. This is a completely different situation, but I know that was something they used against him, and that's mm-hmm. also what they're using. I feel against Sally mm-hmm. and um, people, and it was also hard too that her defense was even kind of saying like you're a fucking bodybuilder we need to make you not look like a like a, a bodybuilder during this because people are going to be like okay well she's super st- like even like a blind eye or like a juror who's not involved with the case being like all right these are two strong people she couldn't defend you know what i mean all that awful like prejudice to i guess her that could happen yeah 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 of course too the trial was a media sensation because mm-hmm. it has all the makings for that Prosecutors zeroed in on the fact that after shooting Ray, like I said, in the abdomen, Sally told police that Ray came at her again and she reloaded the gun and shot him in the face while he was standing up. This didn't match up where the shotgun shells were found. Uh, Prosecutors say that meant Ray was shot in the face on the ground and blood splatter also seemed to support that Ray was on the ground at this time. However, wasn't there that whole Netflix documentary about why blood splatter science is essentially junk science? I think, yeah. Right, because it like convicted somebody, and they I don't know. So whatever, I'll give you the shotgun shells, but the blood splatter. Let us know about the blood the blood splatter if you're uh I don't know like a CSI an expert technician or something. Well, that's because they were so focused, and they're like it was on a lamp too, and it's like I don't like, but also because one time he was standing, so there would be you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. They were like basically like it was on the inside of the lamp and not the outside the lampshade. So if he was standing up it would have splattered on the outside but since he was laying down it splattered up on the inside which i mean i i do get that but that does yeah i guess yeah but there was that one netflix doc so there, there was so we have that we, we yeah we, we we if you know you know if you watch you watch um another defense because at this time too which is kind of insane like at this time there was a new concept of battered women syndrome of women being abused yeah, it just kind this of new concept of domestic violence being traumatic. Yeah, people are like, wow, wait, that that's illegal. There's a there. Well, I like hated how the prosecutor was like, yeah, she was just trying to use that excuse. Like he definitely doesn't like. I don't know. He just didn't seem to think that that is real. 
Oh, I would be curious where he was on January 6th. <laughs> I, I feel like he, um, I don't know, he, try, he tried to be like very both sides-y about mm-hmm. it, but it just comes off in a way that was just, you know. Like he was just like, but what about the men who are abused? And we're like, yeah, them too, but. Well, so we're like, this isn't this case specific about situation. <laughs> yeah, like it was just very like, wh- what about ism? And also, it's like, no one, yes, they are also abused. They are battered as well. Like that, this concept exactly, can be yeah. encompassing of all of them. Yeah, we, they should, all we just should really change to- the name of that syndrome to just battered partner Spouse syndrome. Or, yeah, battered partner. They yeah, probably yeah, yeah. already did that. They you probably, know, they're, they're on top of it. Hopefully. Um, and also, this was around the same time, too, or like a little bit like the OJ case and everything with that as well. So just kind of media firestorms of domestic natures going on. The prosecutors got Ray's friends to testify. And the heart, well, I mean, also, this is what they were like. Sally only told one of her friends about the abuse, but it's also because, like, Sally didn't want to, like, it's. It, There's no so one many really reasons people up, don't yeah. tell their friends that they're being abused. Especially, I could see her being this, like, huge, strong lady. Yeah. And also, being, like, embarrassed or shamed. Someone who already tried to go to a place that was like her support system, the military and the police. And it kind of mm-hmm. didn't really yield any positive result for her. Yeah. Uh, so she only told her friend Peggy about it. So she was the only person to testify on Sally's behalf. Shouts out to Peggy because she was the character of this. <laughs> Peggy. <laughs> wow. Peggy. When she came on, I gotta say, because uh, we'll get into our thoughts of the doc after, but when she came on the screen, I was like, oh, this is the phones down documentary. I was like, yes, I'm not going to lie to you. I missed the, like the <laughs> first few times they put the little like ticker on the screen that shows oh, yeah, who she Chiron. is. So I thought she was Sally's mom for like two thirds <laughs> of the documentary. <laughs> she does give maternal. Yeah, she is very maternal. You know, I'll give her that. She didn't care for Sally like a mother. Yeah. So there was that. <laughs> of course, Sally decided to testify on her behalf, which doesn't always bode well and it did not go well that was so bad so her. first of all no it almost i feel like never. i need to give legal advice with my fake legal degree but like it almost never goes well never like never, do never. not do that you guys even her lawyer was like yeah i've had maybe two people where it didn't hurt them but it didn't help he didn't say it helped he said it did not hurt them but like there is a reason that most defendants don't testify on their own behalf and it's because it's probably not going to help you well, so, like, also, don't do that. I feel what it usually always does is exactly what happened in Sally's case, where it opens up a Pandora's yes, box of stuff does. that was closed off. Yes, because there was like all this evidence that they that the judge like didn't let them admit, be- but because Sally took the stand, it all became fair game. And the major thing that, and also because like census was a media circus, and jurors are persuaded by what they say. I mean, that's just what that is. There was a whole thing circling back to when Sarah talked about um, Sally's, I don't know if I'd call it side hustle, but like main job, like her profitable business as the wrestling videos. The gig. The attorney asked, oh, do people call you a killer? And she said, no, but her videos, she's called Killer Sally because that's like the acting like the of the films that they were. So they were able to bring in all of these posters video because now because they said that she technically lied about that it is all fair game and it's hard because sally's lawyer was like if you asked her did you ever act when you were acting in these videos where you called killer sally she would have said yes but in this like 
she took it, he said, like, oh, no one ever said that I killed people before. But so she got right. tripped up by that. Well, it's like, okay, if you were on the stand and someone was like, are you a killer? Do people call you Cashmere Danny? You'd be like, no. no. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like, what? No. I, and then they're like, oh, well, then here's weird videos. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, I here's don't that- your face on a bottle of moisturizer. <laughs> yeah. Explain that. And I'm like, I can't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, it's called communications degree and trying to stay relevant. <laughs> your honor. <laughs> exactly. Your honor. Um, but yeah, so then they were able to kind of show all of this stuff. And of course, a lot of the posters, because it, she was able to do like military theme ones because she was, was able to use the base. They had the her holding guns and everything. And a poster of her with a gun called Killer Sally. I think it painted Not a picture good. for the jurors. Not great. The media did not go great, and all of that came to light because of her testifying. So, again, another, like Sarah said, if any of you find yourself on the stand, don't go on the stand. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Like, don't. literally Sit. don't. <laughs> Sit. These are my two pieces of advice, is don't talk to the police without a lawyer, and don't testify on your behalf, on your own behalf. I guess the overarching tidbit is just shut up. Shut up. Exactly, <laughs> just shut up. Shut up. She says on a podcast where she's been <laughs> rambling for like 45 minutes. <laughs> true, true. So three days of deliberation, of course, uh, they, they took some time, but not that much time. Sally was found not guilty of first degree murder, but guilty of second degree murder. And she was sentenced to 19 years to life. To life. So 19 years Which to I'm life. Like, I don't get that. Like, don't you have to kind of. I thought the whole point of a sentence was to narrow it down because yeah. 19 to I thought 19 to life is like, you know, Jen Shaw is facing like 20 to what life or like whatever. I don't think that's true. But oh, like, but so, yeah, you know, you can be facing this time to this time, like for every count if you're found guilty. But then I thought once they sentence you like they're supposed to get I thought they have to give you like a real number. I would. Yeah, that is true. I guess they didn't really care. Or maybe that's a more modern thing because this was back. I don't. Back in the 90s? Yeah, I don't know. Like, Lawyers explained that to us, but I'm like, you know, what if she hits the 19 years and it's like, okay, great, I'm good. And then yeah. the parole board is just like, no, it's life. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> They're like, to life, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she had numerous appeals on a variety of grounds, like improper jury and everything like that. And well, this was interesting because um, I was looking up that like the conviction was initially overturned by the Court of Appeals. Ooh. Which resulted in granting, like, so it kind of started just some conversation going, but California then appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court, which reversed that. Ooh, and then it reversed it. Remanded the case. Mm-hmm. And when they did that, it remanded the case back to that same venue for further action, which, of course, uh, happened. And so they were able to go back and forth. And she even said that she kept on trying to get appeals by being like, "This was self-defense. This is self-defense." Never worked, but then I guess she ultimately just like took onus and said, "I did this." And I, yeah, I think that was in front of the parole board. Yeah. Oh, parole board. Yeah. So kind this of was like after the appeal. Yeah. Yeah. Then when she was in prison, so she yeah served in prison and twenty five uh, years. Twenty five years, and it's one of those things too. What was the other case we saw where the guy got out right when COVID started, and he was in a oh, yeah. was it those starved rock murders? Right. Yes. Yeah, that would have been cr- Imagine, like... And that well, was, like, 60 years. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, COVID was a huge thing. I mean, a huge problem in prisons, but I'm like, yeah. okay, you get out. We have to explain to you, there's so much going on. Blockbuster doesn't exist. 
actually VCRs aren't a thing anymore. You know, no. you, you have the internet all on your phone. Oh, and also there's a deadly pandemic. Like, <laughs> so you, you know wow. how you dreamed of being outside while you were in prison? We going, we going inside. <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine like adjusting to 2020. Just like, holy shit. I- insane. Yeah, so she was released on May 29th, 2020. So she had two, so, you know, yeah, so... At least it was the summer, so you. I mean, I think they lived in California, but that's true. Like, at least you could be outside. But that's yeah. Well, then also she moved to. I want to say she, yeah. So uh, she was in Texas for a little bit, or her family was there, and also in the dock too. You see that her daughter, unfortunately, they both her son and daughter entered the military, and her daughter ended up being in an abusive relationship herself, but was able to get out of it okay, and she had a. Kind of heartbreaking because you 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 hear about cycles like that happening oh my God, a lot. So sad. And then she kind of had a moment where she was like, "When I was little, I always asked myself like, why didn't my mom just leave?" And then she found herself asking the same questions to herself, which was really heartbreaking. And the son had demons with abuse as well, alcohol, drugs. Kind of, yeah. It kind of seemed like he, like he definitely struggled with addiction, and it seemed like he maybe admitted to being abusive because he. Made a, a number of comments about how he like wasn't nice to his wife. Yeah, it cut. Yeah, but maybe not. But ugh, my god, that, that part of the documentary, I was like, okay, now this is where I cry. Oh, it, the ending was just so so sad that the the way that the that we set up. At least the um, daughter has a nice son, which is or a nice kid, which is great. I guess we'll take that. Mm-hmm. And they all went to guess what? Sally wasted no fucking time. <laughs> She was, she, I don't know if she was vaxxed. I don't know if she was waxed. But what I do know, she got married again. I mean, hey, listen. Yeah. And she, <laughs> who's going to respect? Who, respect. So she got married again at 60 and she met um, her man through the Veterans Transition S- Center support group. And now she's currently living in NoCal, Northern California, works at a warehouse and says that she keeps in touch with her kids. Yay. I mean, so, yeah. Um, it, it was one of, it's one of those things, you know, she served her time and now it's i can't even imagine 25 years it's just so long like and those poor kids like those poor fucking kids because like, they were like, all teen- I think about. like 13 and 11 or something yeah, like they that they were so young they were so young and so confused and then they said that they like had at least a like a strict but nice time or okay because they, they went with sally's parents yeah and they because and also it's the weird like because i know if you remember from the beginning you're like how do they have a nice time with those parents that made Sally's life a living hell with abuse and everything like that. They apparently are, were both sober when they took the kids in, so hopefully it was all okay, but the way that it all panned out was just really an awful story for everyone. Oh my God, just heartbreaking. I get to the end, I'm like, okay, yay, and then it just takes a turn, and I'm like, this is so heartbreaking. Like, it truly just exemplified the cycle of abuse. Like, I mean, it both really Sally and Ray were abused, and then the kids dealt with it, and then they continued to deal with it, and it's just like, oh my god. It's an awful, it's it, it's a really unfortunate just to see that cycle play out, even if you try, or not try to avoid it, but you just hope it doesn't happen to you, but you can see how you can fall into the track of it. Occurring. Yeah, especially if you're just growing up not seeing what like a healthy relationship looks yeah, like. Yeah, you have nothing to base it off of, yeah. and. I feel kind of interestingly get, now getting into the documentary talk of it. I was almost surprised they didn't really have like, d- there was no psychologist or like behavioral person in this. Well, there was. They had like a domestic violence expert. Was there? 
There was like that girl, that like younger blonde woman. Oh, she wasn't at that. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, she was like pretty much just in it like to talk about the trial. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But I know I would have been, I feel like it would have been, maybe they just felt like it wasn't the story that they were allowed to tell because it was about the kids or something like that. But like that cycle and the chain of it and like yeah. potential ways to break it because I feel like therapy. I know. And- they needed the domestic violence expert from like, um, well, I just killed my dad. They That's need the that person lady I was thinking of who was really- back. I kind of wanted something like that because she was so um, impressive of how she was able to break down everything and kind of think everything through. Yeah. It was really heartbreaking, but very, it was a, it was a three part doc and kind of, it was a, I mean, I think it could have been two. I'll say that much. I think it could have been a little two parter. The third part was they really redeemed it. I will say because it took like a very interesting, like sad kind of place at the end, but it was really necessary. And also that they were able to do like present a lot of present day stuff with all yeah. of the uh, family and everything like that. But yeah, yeah could have been sure. could have been too, but very very upsetting and very interesting. I made very interesting story as a whole, and then also a subgenre into the beings of bodybuilding. I feel like there's a scandal episode we can do something there with. But it's yeah. so true. I think that went a little too deep. Like I was kind of like a lot of montages. It was it was too much bodybuilding in my opinion. I was like, I get the gist. I don't really need to like know the the complete inner workings of the subculture because like frankly it just i don't think it's all that relevant you know so maybe that could have that could have cut out a good chunk and then we could have made it too yeah because there was a lot of people that were being interviewed that i was like oh do you know them and they're like no i just know about bodybuilding yeah like until i until i become an editor at netflix you know? <laughs> <laughs> but until then until then i mean but while we're neither of us are editors at netflix one of us will be a trivia champion by the end of the year. Ooh. So let's bring in some Jorge to That's figure out true. what's going to go down. Okay, so for today's game, I thought we could dive into a topic that I'm sure we're all very, very familiar oh, with. God. Bodybuilding? Bodybuilding. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Let me log off. I know they always carry jugs of water. That's true. That is not worth a point, Danny, but uh, I appreciate your hustle. (laughs) So today's game is called Ace in the Swole, and this is how it's going to work. (laughs) We're going to find out which of you has an Ace in the Swole. Um, Here's how it's going to work. I'm going to name a exercise, an obscure exercise, and number one, you're going to have to describe how you do this exercise. And number two, you're going to have to tell me which muscle groups are most worked out by the named exercise. Oh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a fun one. Going to be rough. Let's go. All right. uh, Sarah, you will go first today. And the first exercise is the good morning. Oh, I know that one. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you're kind of in like a squat slash deadlift position and you put your hands behind your head and then you like, uh, you kind of bend over horizontally and then back up. Okay, well, Sarah, that is correct. Well done. Woo! Um, it also, it's typically done with like a barbell you put behind your back and oh. then you bend. But yeah, that you got, you got the exercise. All right, what muscles are worked out with this exercise? All right, oh. I think it's like, your glutes and yes. your lower back. Correct. Yeah. Also yeah. your hamstrings. But oh, yeah. I'm going to give you the point. Hammies. Your erector spine. 
apparently. Uh, like your spine. S- save that for your private wrestling videos. I don't know what I'm like, what? Oh. <laughs> My spine. So ripped. Ripped. You got yeah, the I didn't know you're supposed to work out your spine. Well done. Yeah, <laughs> All right, Danny, this next exercise is for you, and it is called the bat wing. Oh, is that when you um rotate? It's kind of like that Pilates move where like you rotate your arms in like clockwise. That is incorrect. Oh, Danny. or is it when you uh, lift your muscles up like this? I don't know if you can. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can see your shoulders moving. Right. Incorrect. Those are both incorrect, Danny. It's kind of close, but this, this exercise you're supposed to lie down. What? Um, and put your arms straight up. And then you bend your arms, uh, the elbows, and you touch your elbows at the side of your body, and then you push yourself up using only your elbows, and then you lower yourself back up, back down and up. Oh my god, that sounds so hard. That's crazy. So like a tricep thing. Well, uh, let's let's leave that to Danny. Danny, <laughs> I'm dumb. Which, uh, which well, take it, take it away. Are, uh, I worked you know out with this. After some internal deliberation, I'm gonna go with triceps. <laughs> Well, Danny, that is incorrect. Oh, so, Sarah! <laughs> Sabotage? I didn't mean to. Is it your, is it your you back? Like your yeah, upper it's back? Your back. Okay. Yeah, it's your, like, your oh. back muscles, your rear deltoids. Yeah, it's like, because you're My Do bats have strong backs? Like, what is the... <laughs> Wait, also, this isn't how, like, this is this isn't how bats wing. sit. Like, bats, like, hang upside down. Yeah, I don't know why this is called the bat wing. Crazy. Right. It feels kind of nice, thinking though. about it, I have no idea. But yeah. You should try it. It's, that it's sounds actually, hard as fuck. It is yeah. hard. My but God, it, it's, it's kind of satisfying. It's like, it's I was gonna well. say, like I, the way I'm doing it, sitting down with no weights, feels nice and like a good stretch. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Daddy, unfortunately, you got no points for that one. No. But, uh, hey, it's it's still early. Anyone's okay. game. Anyone's game. All right, Sarah. Here is your exercise. It is called the Turkish Get Up. Okay, <laughs> I've. I think I know what this is too. Okay, so you're like sitting. With uh, your legs like extended with like a kettlebell in the air. And then you have to like, oh my God, I don't remember how it works, but like, yeah, you have to like stand up. That what? is correct, Sarah. Yeah, that is exactly what the exercise is. Wait, Sarah, <laughs> do you do bodybuilding? <laughs> <laughs> well done, Sarah. That is, yeah, you hold a kettlebell over your head and then you, you're sitting down you can be sitting down in multiple positions but then you just get up and sit back down like that is a turkish get up tara what uh, muscles are worked out here uh gonna go with like glutes quads i guess your shoulder yeah the, the basically this exercise is kind of full body so a lot gets uh, worked out oh. but your main the main stuff that gets worked out are your legs like you said your glutes and uh, your shoulders, because you're holding up the kettlebell. So, yep, that is another two points for Sarah. You are oh, uh, you have a strong lead. Early. The only <laughs> workout I know is like having a tiny gay man yell at me while like remixes play to like <laughs> to to, to, jo- to like jog in place faster. <laughs> so I don't know if that is one of these terms. <laughs> we'll see, Danny. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, okay, Danny. Here is your next exercise: the Renegade Row. How does this one work? Okay, row. Maybe it's um moving a dumbbell or like those uh, those big dumbbells um <laughs> forward and back like you're sort of rowing. Okay, what position would you have to be for a renegade row? 
you'd be like, would you be like maybe 45 degree angle? So it's also getting that core going. <laughs> I appreciate how you're just like making this up oh. just out of nowhere and <laughs> speaking with authority. That is incorrect, Danny, Lord. but, uh, but close, okay. but Redigate Rose, you basically, you, um, you're in a plank position with your <sighs> arms out and you're holding dumbbells. Oh, um, what the fuck I've done this before? What you do is you raise like each dumbbell one at a time as you are in the push-up oh. position. position. Okay. So what, uh, what okay. has worked out with this? Well, move? since we're in a plank, you're getting that core. That is correct. And you're getting like, I would say shoulders and also um, triceps. Not triceps. Where are the triceps this part? No, biceps? That's the bicep, right? Okay. Right. The tricep, you get a little bit of tricep just from holding the position. In my defense, I'm dumb. So I thought, okay, so the triceps. Okay. Daddy, okay. I will give you a point here. <laughs> just keep it interesting. I'm working none of those out. So that's why I'm confused. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's mostly your back when you do rowing, when you're oh. pulling. That also people like, say it's rowing like is the, the best way. workout for you. Yeah, it's 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 fun. Um, is it? Oh my god! Oh. A little bit of core. You're very right since you're holding the plank. It is core, so you get a point there. Okay, couple last. Well done. All right, Sarah. Here is your next exercise: the Cuban press. The fuck? Uh okay. You're getting Ooh. all like the like. <laughs> I know, yeah, like different countries. Um, I don't know what a Cuban press is, so I'm just going to guess. Okay, so. um, Yeah, pull a daddy. It's like you start. Yeah, it might work. It's like, okay, I'm going to guess it's the one where like you have your dumbbells kind of like at at shoulder level with your wrist facing in, and then you do a shoulder press and like rotate it out as you do it. Oh, I like that one. That is very close, Sarah, but that is called the Arnold. Arnold I press. knew that was the Arnold press. Ugh. Yeah, Cuban okay, press is similar, but you start with the dumbbells by your side. You start with Cuban coffee. <laughs> yeah, start, <laughs> start with a little bit of Fidel. And then, um, so yeah, your dumbbells are by your side and then you raise them directly on your sides and then you switch and then you do a press. Oh, wow. I've never so seen that before. I've never seen that before. It is close to an Ar- Arnold press, but it basically you go fully down. Yeah, that's tough. Cuban press. Okay. Yeah, so um, this works out a lot of muscles, but uh, can you name a few of them, Sarah? Okay, I'm I'm seeing some bicep action. I'm Correct. seeing some shoulders. Yep. And you also get some triceps at the top, but I will give you the point. Ah, all right. Um, well done, Sarah. That is another point for you. Um, yeah, these are fun. These are fun. Cuban presses. I, again, I don't know why they're called Cuban press. Mm-hmm. Same with the Turkish getup. Like, I'm not sure where those names came <laughs> from. Seems a little bit bizarre. I was going to say, I'm like, we'll probably unpack those in a future <laughs> yeah. episode. Yeah. Maybe Betcha Sup, Sup can look into <laughs> that for us. <laughs> All right, Danny, here is your next exercise. The skull crusher. What is the skull crusher? Okay. I might be fully off, but I feel that's when you have, I don't know if this is just because I watched some Killer Sally videos, um, when you have like a, like a medicine ball, like a tiny, maybe a tiny medicine ball or like one of those heavy balls people have at the gym and I don't know why, between your thighs and you go in and out. That is incorrect, Daddy. Okay. Yeah, incorrect. <laughs> Sorry if you're listening to this in the morning, but that's where my mind went for Skull Crusher. She was doing a lot of that in those videos. And can I say, her thighs looked great. So <laughs> she could have crushed a skull with her thighs. I guess she could have had it. No. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so a skull crusher is when you lay down, you hold a dumbbell, or you could hold a medicine ball or anything above your head, and then you basically you lower it so it's directly above your head. So oh. it's called the skull crusher because if you're too weak or if you let go, the weight will crush your skull. And you oh, sing. I've been doing those wrong. That's what they called the crowning. Because you're crowning, crowning yourself. <laughs> that's, that's a great name yes, for it. Yes, you put it on and yeah. take it off. Wait, Sarah, how have you been doing these? Um, have you been doing my with method? With my elbows like <laughs> past my head. Oh, you, yeah. Wait, you, yeah. You, you could do that. Um, typically... Like it kind of hurts my elbows if I do that, but yeah, yeah, you 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 can go a little bit far, but okay, good to know. Get, get I, I'm asking, how often is everybody like lifting weights? Like you guys know somebody. <laughs> I'm just asking for like the audience. <laughs> Should I be doing this more? <laughs> okay, a couple times a week, you know, stay try to stay in shape yeah, a little bit. Dude. Oh my god, I go to yoga and like talk to my woman about like this guy who's like been ghosting her, and then I'm like, oh, I'll do a stretch. Like, okay, it's a well, great I class. Can't touch my toes. It's a great so, class for me. Yeah. Okay, that's actually. I have that skill. I'm, I'm probably worse off in the long run because I literally can't bend over <laughs> at all. Like, then you also get a massage too. We did do a yoga game one time, Danny, and you you knew a lot of the positions, See, so I, it has been paying off. Okay, thank God. Have I lost a pound from yoga? Don't ask me. But <laughs> I know terms and I'm flexible. All right, Danny. I can reach stalling. my chips. Uh, what okay. muscle group is worked out in the skull crusher? Oh fuck! The way I forgot about um. Um, <laughs> Danny is fully doing a skull crusher right now, trying to figure it out. <laughs> Can I say my tries and my buys? Okay, it is your triceps, not okay. as much your biceps, but I, I will give you the point, Danny. But you feel so. tingly. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I only yeah, work out yeah. wrong, I've never felt the triceps without feeling my biceps. I yeah, I, d I don't think so, but uh, hey, you got oh, the point. You and maybe the elbow a little bit. <laughs> elbow is not a muscle, famously. <laughs> it's a humorous it bone, though. <laughs> 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 All right, Sarah, we have two um, two exercises left, oh, and here is yours, the gorilla. <laughs> How do you do the gorilla? Um, So you're squatting, but like on the ground with your hands like on the ground, and then you just kind of like jump forward with like your hands and feet like a gorilla. That is correct, Sarah. You nailed it. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Look did at you that. know that or did you just guess that? I knew that because back in quarantine, I was doing like all these crazy like plyometric home workouts and they yeah, gave yeah. us these like gorillas and bear crawls. And I was like, what are these animals? What's going on? What is a pyrotechnic workout? What? Oh, it just means uh, <laughs> like body weight. Oh, <laughs> missed that. Missed that Rosetta Stone class. And then we lighted on fire after. <laughs> <laughs> you missed that TikTok trend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not my FYP page. I'm on the. I'm on my Skull Crusher FYP page. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sarah. What muscles are worked out in the gorilla? I mean, I feel like cardio, but then you know, just like a lot of leg stuff. Yeah, that, that is correct. It's quadriceps, hamstrings. You also a little bit of your rectus abdominis. What is that? Is just your abs. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I heard yeah. rectus. Okay. I was like, what's that? I, okay. <laughs> and you also get your triceps here as you uh, kind of like push yourself off your hands with the gorilla. Ah, so. Damn, those triceps really get some shit going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably not for Danny then. No, oh, I'm looking at mine right now and it's truly just like, I'm like the biceps and the, there's no, there's just seps. <laughs> there's no, no. <laughs> and Natasha Bedingfield wrote my dictionary of definition for my tones. It's still unwritten, but here we are. <laughs> All right, Danny, uh, the score is seven to two, so uh, there's no possible way of you winning this game. But uh, <laughs> I've never felt more like a kid from Matilda who ate the entire chocolate cake. 
Um, here is the last exercise, though, just for those keeping track at home. <coughs> military press. What is a military press? Mm. No, I've seen this FYP page, but I don't think that's that. Um, <laughs> <sighs> is it when you... <laughs> oh, maybe it's when like you start up high with the big dumbbell and you have to squat down and then back up. It's kind of close, Danny, but uh, no, yeah, no, not okay. quite. So the military press is when you start with the the barbell, so the long bell. Um, oh, I bar. hope you know that's what I've been called. That's what I've been saying are dumbbells the entire time. I guess I've been. <laughs> oh, dumbbells are the ones that are just like perfect. No, that's good yeah. to know. <laughs> one on each hand. No, hundred percent perfect. So the barbell because it's a long bar. Why are uh, the other ones called dumb? <laughs> yeah, Good question. Do? Yeah, oh, valid question. <laughs> valid question. I'm calling another them one for bells. this up. Yeah. <laughs> so justice you start for dumbbells. Uh, in front of your chin, and then you go straight up over your head. Oh, so that's the okay. military press. Uh, what uh, what muscles are worked out here? Okay, when I'm doing it right now, I feel like is there a muscle like under your shoulders, like here? That's feeling it. That is your lats. Okay. That um, those aren't in the lat. Okay. I think my lats. I feel my lats and my shoulders. And let me just go with my triceps. <laughs> <laughs> your lats are don't feel it as much. Lats are more of the back, so you really feel them when you're pulling as opposed to pressing. So if you did a oh. pull up, that's really getting your lats right. Um, oh. But you are close. It is your shoulders, your deltoids, so the big muscle on your shoulder. Little bit of your triceps, that is correct. And the main one that gets it is your traps. So that that's the muscle that is like next to your your basically connects your neck to your shoulders. When did people start making traps. up things? Like a, a, a trap? <laughs> trap. Trap. Isn't that my neck? <laughs> Trapezoids. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I think. Uh, that's probably not right. Isn't I mean that, my neck, my I was back. Like, oh. uh, Danny, I'll I'll give you the point though. Just uh just for bragging points. So uh Sarah, <laughs> You had an ace in the swole. You have won this game seven to three. Well you are done. Fit. Yeah, that is proper fit. <laughs> proper in it. Thank you. Well, thank you, Jorge. This is a great game. Gotta go work out some triceps oh, now. I Kidding. hope you know I scheduled a workout class in between this trivia because I was like, I'm looking, I'm looking inward. I'm looking inward. Also, just a little update on our uh, True Crime Championship. I feel, like, I feel like I haven't shouted it out oh. in a while, but I've oh, been yeah. keeping track this whole time. Yes. Oh, God. Um, it is very close. Danny, you have a one-point lead in oh. this championship. Oh, shit. So it is okay. anybody's game. We also have those predictions that have, uh, I haven't looked at them in a while, so I'm not sure who's leading there. Oh, Beyonce yeah. is I, coming out with three albums. All I know is Beyonce, <laughs> and then I don't even remember what else we talked about. Oh, a celebrity uh, couple, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, celebrity couples. There was, oh. would it rain in my wedding day? You both said no, so you both got a point there. Really? Uh, so there's a couple of things there. So uh, it's really anybody's game. So okay. uh, there's we only oh, have yeah. a few more games for the rest of the year. Oh, wow, yeah. We're almost there. So this is going to be a neck and neck finish. I'm excited to see who ends up winning. Okay. Excited. Well, keep listening to find out who wins our trivia championship. And bragging rights for the year. I don't know what else, but I don't. We'll hey, see. I like bragging rights. Yeah, that sounds fun to me. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. We do breaking true crime updates. I do daily trivia. It's all about crime. It's it's not like Jorge's, but it is still very fun. And of course, you know, daily memes and stuff. 
You can follow me on Instagram, Sarah Lameem. You can follow me at Casmer Danny, Casmer with a K. And thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Not Another True Crime Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales Pico and Sean Kilby. Our hosts are Sarah Levine and Danny Murphy. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at NATC Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to NATC at Betches.com. Betches.